Welcome to the Corporate Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda McCorder. I'm a corporate dropout, recovering people pleaser and perfectionist turned burnout recovery coach. If you're sick of the corporate roller coaster ride and ready to step into a life that you love, this is the podcast for you. Today, I am joined by Heather Reed. Heather is a happiness coach for moms a certified pediatric sleep coach, and a certified vision integration method coach. She is the creator of the Happiest Mom Society, the Becoming You Vision Board Workshop, the Teach Your Baby to Sleep Program, and Say Yes to You 90-Day Planning System. Heather is passionate about serving moms by providing a space where they can reconnect to themselves with the support of a loving community and expert resources. By providing programs, courses, and classes, she empowers moms to embrace the idea that their life balance and unencumbered joy is vital to the fulfilled and happy life for themselves and their families. It's her mission to help moms simplify, reduce stress, improve their marriages, refocus on themselves, and bring more calm into their home. Heather is breaking generational cycles, disrupting the motherhood martyrdom, and creating a space for freedom, passion, and joy to moms worldwide. Welcome, Heather, (laughs) to the podcast, and thank you for being my first interview. Um, I am super excited about this. So um, before we get started, I would love for you to share your corporate detox story with us. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. As you know, I believe so much in your mission and it ties closely to mine, even though it may not seem that way from the outside, right? Um, But I know we've talked a lot about your mission and, and it speaks to my heart. So my corporate detox story, I spent roughly 13 years in corporate America, started in the um, architecture and design industry, moved into commercial corporate real estate um, and construction ultimately. So I was managing multi-million dollar commercial relocation projects, including all of the construction and all the pieces that go into it. And um, I loved managing projects. I loved the actual like work of it. But what I became burnt out by was this expectation that our entire life revolved around our job. And there was very little consideration for having a life outside of work. It was like, you got to get the job done and how much more can we pile on your plate and you'll still take it. And then you prove that you can do that. And so then they give you more and more. And I, I remember having a moment, um, in the midst of my divorce from my first husband, where I was like, this isn't worth it. Working 70 to 80 hours a week for very little, this is not worth it. Like my life and my family and my health is worth so much more than the lack of sleep, the stress, the exhaustion, right? And so 
I decided that I wasn't going to work more than 50 to 55 hours a week, which was still more than I should have been, but it was significantly yeah. less than I was. And I remember getting a chat with my manager at the time about how balls were dropping. And I, and I said, yes, they are because you guys are refusing to staff appropriately and I cannot do it anymore. And that was the moment that I like took my power back, right? Of I'm not going to let you run over me anymore. And they weren't going to fire me because nobody else could do what I was doing. Like it wasn't a job that someone could just step into quickly. So I knew they weren't just going to fire me over it. The client loved me. And so it was my moment to be like, no, I'm not tolerating this kind of workplace abuse, quite frankly, any longer. Um, Then I moved into another role and I loved the management. The management was great. But what I found was that the clients were so unrealistic and demanding. And it got to a certain point where I just wasn't willing to be treated like that by clients anymore. Um, Then I got pregnant and I had my son and he was such a terrible sleeper that I hired a sleep consultant and it was so life-changing for me. I always knew I wanted to make a difference in people's lives, but I didn't know what that thing was. And I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do to help people like on a really significant personal level. And so I just made the leap to leave because I was in a position where my boss was never satisfied. The client was never satisfied. It could never be enough. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. You know, like I didn't want to live my life hating what I did every day. Yeah, it's just not worth it, right? Like life is way too short. And so I quit my job. I stayed home with my son. I think this is an important part of it that I stayed home with my son while building my business, which a lot of people think is impossible. Um, but I did it and I had to find really, I had to find what worked for me in order to do that successfully. It was a struggle at first because I really struggled to navigate that for a little while, but then I, I got a lot better about holding boundaries in certain ways. Um, and I, I really settled into like, this is what's bringing me joy. Um, and I love serving moms. And as I continued to serve more and more moms, I saw that there was just a greater need. There was more that, moms needed support with. And that's when I developed happiness coaching, which takes your whole life into account, right? Like we need to be sleeping first. So I still, I still do that work. Interestingly, I not only help moms get their baby sleeping. I also, with my happiness clients focus on mom sleeping because a lot of us as moms, like we go to bed too late. We're not sleeping well for whatever the reason is. I've had clients with like sleep apnea who just weren't going to get their CPAP machine, things like that, right? So we focus on getting the sleep we need. That in and of itself makes a dramatic difference. But then focusing on like what brings us joy every day and giving ourselves permission to embrace that and make time for that. And then on the flip side of that, um, how do we make that time? And that's generally by asking for support, finding ways to get the things done that we need in life without us having to do all of it all the time. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love what you do. Number one. Um, 
I love that this online space has connected. I guess for, you know, in my own story, you know, leaving corporate to be a more present mom and find like that self-fulfillment of my own life, um, not just working all the time and placing our worth in a career. Um, What advice would you have for moms that are in the corporate space, most likely not supported by their employer, right? And they're trying to balance everything. Like what would your biggest piece of advice be for them? The biggest piece of advice would be boundaries. Uh, And I know that can feel really hard in a workplace situation, but I'm of the mindset that you don't really want to be working for somebody that's not going to respect that, right? And there are employers who do. Um, so if you're in a situation where you don't want to start your own business and so you're, you know, in the corporate world and you want to stay there, start putting boundaries around your time. Right. So one thing that I did, I had a work phone and I had my personal phone. My work phone would go on silent on the kitchen counter after we got home and like, we were starting dinner and all that. And I did not look at it in the evenings anymore. That was one boundary I could put in place. People can wait until I'm back at work the following morning. So that's just one example, but I would encourage you to have conversations with your management about, you know, the things that you're struggling with if you are feeling burnt out, because ultimately it costs them a lot more money to hire somebody new and replace you. So employee retention is important. And if you're not working somewhere that employee retention is important, then again, probably not a healthy work environment and there's something better out there. I think we're going to see a shift and we already are seeing it where employers are having to value their talent a lot more because more people are realizing the power we have to go make money in other ways. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So boundaries is something that I know I did not have. So I love your right. love your suggestion with just the time boundary and being able to put your phone away. Um, for those of you listening that um, might work for a company that is an always on culture, um, you might not be able to put your phone away the whole time in the evening. But I challenge you to find time periods. Maybe it's two hours at a time and maybe you only check your phone once before you go to bed. Um, And be able to communicate with coworkers and your managers um, that you won't be checking your phone all evening. So you can spend quality time. Um, That's one thing that threw me into burnout because I, in, in my former corporate career, was always on. I was answering the phone calls, answering the texts, I mean, through the night um, and so forth. So I love, love, love that suggestion on boundaries. Um, It's very hard in the beginning. It's (laughs) It's very very hard, hard. but your kids will appreciate it too. Um, If you have children, which I figure a lot of the people we're talking to on this podcast do, your kids will appreciate it. I remember my daughter always getting, well, I shouldn't say always, she would get frustrated in the morning when we we're getting ready, for example, like, why are you on your phone, mom? Or, you know, we would get home or I'm on the way home, like 
after picking her up from daycare and she just wants to talk to me and I'm like making work calls and, you know, people are texting me and I'm checking them at stoplight and she's like, mom, can you just put your phone down? Right. And so it's not even just about the work side, it's the, the home side too. If we're giving everything to work, our family really suffers in that scenario. And I know it can feel hard to reframe that because we're programmed that our entire worth should be put into our, um, our work. By the end of your life, you're going to look back at what, right? You're not going to wish you'd worked more. You're going to wish you spent more time with the people you love. So that's really the perspective shift I needed, which going through a divorce gave me like, okay, you know, like, it's not, it's not worth sacrificing this time with my child. It's not worth, you know, losing years off my life <laughs> from stress and being in a bad health place. Yeah. So with your work with moms, um, let's talk about the sleep. You, you touched on the sleeping piece and how yeah. um, important it is as moms to get sleep, but also to be able to help our children get sleep too. Um, So talk a little bit about the work that you do that could support um, folks that are listening today. Yeah. So um, on the sleep side of my business, I specifically help parents of young children. So typically age four and under, although if there are behavioral reasons for poor sleep around, you know, age five, six, seven, I've helped older children too. Um, and the way that work works is that you receive a fully customized plan, right? And I don't believe in one size fits all plans for anything because humans are diverse and unique and all have different needs. So all of my sleep plans are fully customized for each family and each child. So if, a family comes with two children, they get different plans for how we're going to handle sleep. Just like, you know, when you have two different children, you have to parent them a little different and sleep is the same way, right? Like, I don't, I don't believe in this one plan that fixes everything. Um, And then we work together to implement the plan through a series of phone calls and then also daily support via email or some kind of messaging service. So that work is really helpful because it's not about the sleep typically. It's about the behaviors that are resulting in poor sleep. And this is full circle. I didn't even plan this, but that really comes down to boundaries from the parents. (laughs) So we were just talking about boundaries at work. If we struggle with boundaries, we're going to see it impact every part of our life, right? So it's going to impact your work life. It's going to impact your parenting, it's going to impact your relationship with your partner. And most people whose children are struggling with sleep that I work with, it's because the parents aren't putting those boundaries in place with what they expect from their child. Their child doesn't know what the expectation is, right? So they're just doing whatever they can do to get whatever they feel they need in that moment not knowing that what they really need is sleep. And that is our, as the parents is our job is to show them sleep is important and you need to go to sleep. Oh man. I never really put, yeah. Like you're saying, connecting the boundaries it is so true. Yeah. Boundaries so, are so kind of the root of most things. Most yeah. Things. Yeah. 
Yeah. I never put that with sleep with kids though. You know what I mean? Like just oh, so good. Yeah. And, and you know, it's not always a comfortable thing to hear. Like my child's sleep <laughs> issues are a result of my lack of boundaries. So please take this in a loving way. Right. I'm not saying like, it's your fault. You're a bad parent, but we don't often realize that the lack of boundaries is actually unsettling for our kids. A lot of times we think like, oh, if we sleep train, that's mean or I'm going to be harming them in some way. But actually, lack of boundaries makes our children feel unsafe, ultimately. And so by putting those bumpers in place, they always know what to expect from us. It actually gives them a great sense of safety and is a really loving thing. Mm. So I even think about um, the times that I worked over, right? And it threw off what time I put my son to bed because I was getting home later. I was picking him up late um, or he was staying with somebody for, you know what I mean? Until that time. Yeah. So um, that that's a great call out too on really like being able to set those boundaries at work. So then you can get home to that routine. That's going to help you be more yeah. rested, be more productive, less brain fog the next day, because hopefully you're getting more sleep then. Um, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, another part of your business that I am super excited about is your um, happiness coaching for moms yes. and your, and your planner, which um, I'll tell you this week, I've done a much better job of using every single Yay. day. You'd be proud of me. I'm um, so proud of you. <laughs> you know, thank you. Thank you. So um, touch on the happiness mom coaching, because I know that when you made this pivot in your business. I was like, that is freaking genius. Um, Cause not only as moms do we at times feel like we're on an Island by ourselves, yeah. but the mom guilt is real, right? When it comes to working um, inside the home, outside the home, however that looks for you, it, it is real. So um, how do you work with clients on that piece? So I want to mention something that ties into what you just mentioned that I think will give so many moms a lot of comfort and that's the mom guilt. And as working moms, one of the things we feel guilty about is not spending as much time with our kids as we want to, because we are at work and they're at daycare or in some other, you know, care situation. Um, a parenting coach that I know mentioned to me that you only need 10 minutes a day of focused one-on-one -on -one attention with your child for them to feel loved and connected to you. 10, Ten minutes, minutes of uninterrupted, not uninterrupted, but uninterrupted by like phones, but yeah. you can split it up. It could be five minutes in the morning and five minutes before bed. But as long as you're focused and really present and the phone is down and you're really connecting to them in that time, that's all they need to feel nurtured. Wow. So I think that is really comforting because that anything comforting. about that is gravy, right? That's just fun oh, for you and yes. your kids, but it's no longer a concern of like, are my kids going to feel cared for? I developed this after noticing on my own journey that it was so hard to find the resources that I needed as a mom. And so I spent a lot of time and energy finding all of these things to support me, right? So communication tools and nutrition tools and 
parenting tools and all of these things to really nurture my own journey in motherhood. And I wanted to bring those in a more more consolidated way to moms because what I've noticed just in general is that moms are running depleted. Like we are so depleted in our daily lives. We're depleted nutritionally. Our relationships are often depleted, whether that's marriage or friendships or family relationships and our self-care is non-existent. And as a society, we've gotten to a place where a mother's well-being is not front and center. In fact, it is one of the most neglected periods of our life where we need the most support from community and from resources and we get very little, right, in terms of care. So um, my focus really is on helping you dig into what would your happiest life look like? That's where the vision integration method comes in. We dig into where are you now? Where do you want to be? And we go through a, a process to find what your weakest links are, because those are going to make the biggest impacts first. So that's kind of our first step. And then I just help guide you to finding those things that make you happy. I remember talking to one mom and she's like, I don't even know what makes me happy anymore. Like I'm so disconnected from myself that I can't even remember what I like to do for fun or what I find enjoyable or what snacks I like to have in the cupboard. Cause I never buy them for myself because I'm always focused on what the kids and the husband like to eat. Right. And so just reconnecting and like really getting in tune with you and your own needs. And as a part of that, I developed the say yes to you planner because I have found that if I'm not making it a daily practice to focus on these things, that they fall by the wayside. And it's everything from a daily gratitude practice to developing your morning and evening ritual so that you do go to bed and get enough sleep. (laughs) Um, to celebrating your wins and like really celebrating yourself for the things that you're accomplishing. I also have a habit tracker in there, make sure you're drinking enough water to get your daily movement in. So it's more than just like what to write down what you're doing every day. It's really looking at your life holistically, um, but pared down into like the most potent things that I have found work well for me because a lot of goal setting planners are extremely overwhelming and take a lot of time to keep up. And my goal was, this is simple, right? This is 20 minutes each morning to do all of these things and plan out your day all in 20 minutes or less. And then you go into your day, like knowing what you need to do, having gratitude, knowing what you want your daily affirmation to be, right? Knowing what you're going to do for yourself today. So um, I really am excited about the planner because it brings all the work that we do in happiness coaching into a tangible tool that's easy for people to implement. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's go back a second. Um, So when you talked about as moms, we often like we, we lose sight of ourselves, right? So we pour into everybody. Um, you know, on my own corporate detox journey, I thought that I, you know, I didn't know 
I, I couldn't express to anybody. Let's, let's go back a little bit. I couldn't express to anybody what my hobbies were because I had poured so much into my career over time, right? And then you add being a mom on top of that. And like, it's like that second layer of losing yourself <laughs> because you're pouring into everybody at work and what yeah. the expectations are. Then you come home and you're pouring into your family. Yeah. Um, and so also work is, usually a little bit still, yes, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. And it's so, so, so important that we take time for ourselves. And and I know that that is, um, it's very uncomfortable and, and we don't value ourselves the majority of the time enough to spend time money maybe yeah. it's some boundaries around yeah. what we need yeah um so that's so important and and to talk about your planner I'll tell you the things that it's helped me on that I wish I would have had when I was in the corporate world um the brain dump section before you start a new week is amazing um being able to plan or at least think about what my menu is going to be for the next week has cut down on runs to the grocery store. It's kept me from driving through. It has really helped me where um, one of the things that I struggled, decisions that I struggled to make was what in the heck we were going to have for dinner yeah. after work. Because when you're burnt out, yes. your brain can't process that stuff. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You're so burnt out and you have so much decision fatigue that making that simple decision of what is for dinner like we'll just throw you for a curveball yes. so that your planner is amazing in in that in that fasting but when it comes to celebrations right celebrating things I'll tell you I find that super uncomfortable and I've done some work around that before I got your planner and it's still uncomfortable yeah. for me so um thank you for pushing me and um, making me realize and all the other moms out there that have your planner, um, that there are things to be celebrated and they don't have to be big things. They don't have to be big things. And I talked about this in my, um, in my planner challenge that I did recently, like why celebration is important. And it really, it's important because we have these goals, right? And if we're not taking time to notice the many steps along the way, what we have a tendency to do is we hit the goal and then it's on to the next thing. And it's this mentality of it's never enough. We're never satisfied, which leads to a lack of happiness just in general. So taking the time to celebrate each milestone and how far you've come and the small things brings more happiness every day, every week. That's why we do gratitude every day in the planner. It's also why weekly we celebrate our wins because we are doing amazing things. And when they're not recognized, it's hard for us to see them for what they are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, at one point in my journey, I um, put an alarm on my phone because making that switch from working, you know, 55 plus hours a week to, having my own business and designing a life just like you where it's more flexible and you're not working that many hours. Um, yeah, I had to put an alarm on my phone to like for a prompt in my own brain, have I worked enough today? Right. Mm. And celebrate what I got done because, you know, this constant like hustle and grind mentality that I was living under for so long, I would feel like I didn't get enough done. Yes. Yeah. And that's, what's been really programmed into us since we were children. Right. I know for me, 
it was always told to me, you won't get into a good college if you don't get all the good grades, take all the AP advanced courses, do music, do sports, volunteer, have a job, you know, like all the show leadership, right? So I, my burnout started at the age of 14 in high school when I felt like I had to do everything. And I mean, I was not sleeping to the point that I fell asleep driving to school at one point in high school. And the drive was only like 15 minutes. <laughs> it's not like I was in the car for a long time, right? And I I laugh uncomfortably because it's so dangerous to be running that depleted. So it starts back then, right? As children, yeah. it gets programmed into us that you have to work hard, work hard, work hard. And some of the deprogramming is around you don't have to hustle to get the things that you want in life. Like you can have, and I know this word is, is overused, but you can have balance between the two and that's okay. Like you can still achieve your goals and have the balance. The other thing that I always like to mention around being a mom. And so you're at work all day, giving everything to work and you come home and you give everything to the home and there's no time left for you. I've done reading around this and there's actual research that shows that moms who are not taking care of themselves, who are anxious, who are depressed, it filters down through your whole family. So it actually, you think you're taking care of everybody else and everyone else is good, but your own lack of self-care is causing potential long-term damage to your family in the form of higher rates of anxiety and depression in adolescence and early young adulthood and failure in marriages, right? And a big part of my mission is to help keep families together and thriving because the mom really is the center of the home more so than the dad. Interestingly, research shows dads, you know, mental health and life satisfaction has less of an overall arching impact on the whole family. It's still important, of course, but it's, it's less impactful to the children. Oh man. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. There was such a high rate of divorce in the company that I worked with. It was crazy. Um, so yeah. I guess I never knew that part of your mission, keeping the family together. Together. So, oh. Yeah. I did a, um, have you ever heard of the seven, seven levels or seven layers deep exercise? Yes. Um, so I did that with a fellow entrepreneur friend, like way back at the start of my business. And at first I just thought I wanted to help moms because I knew how impactful sleep was. And then I got to that and I'm like, sobbing because I am a person who's gone through divorce and I have seen how that's impacted my child long-term. And I have seen the devastation in terms of, you know, my own well-being going through that process. And I think a lot of divorces could be avoided if we learned to recenter on ourselves and improving our own selves, right? Our own communication, our own behaviors, our own health, our own mental health. So a lot of what I help moms with is not 
it is for mom to be happier, but it's also like, there's such a bigger impact there. Mm, totally agree. I know that the, the amount of hours that I worked um, and how invested or consumed, I will say, how consumed I was with my career was um, definitely a point of contention on um, my divorce as well. So, um, oh, Heather, it has been a pleasure to have you on today. It, do you have any last words for our listeners today? Anything you want to share? You know, last words, I would say, don't be afraid to focus on you, right? Like you're worth it. You are worthy of taking the time for yourself. And I think that's at the root of a lot of the reasons why moms don't prioritize themselves is we, we don't feel like we deserve it. So you do deserve it. You are worthy of it. And you will be surprised at how small steps will make an enormous impact in your overall happiness in life. So um, for our listeners, where can they connect with you? Where can they find you? Yes, I am on Instagram at Heather Reed Coaching. You can follow my business page at Heather Reed Coaching on Facebook also. And then my website is heatherreadcoaching.com. Make it easy. It's the same everywhere. Right? We (laughs) like to keep things simple in this circle. That's for sure. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. If you're looking for more information on how to work with me, you can check out my website at amandamccorder.net and look at different offerings that I have and some freebies that might be of value to you. If you're on social media, feel free to follow me at Amanda K. McCorder on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram.